important this is Arikeet and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are gonna have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is Mr. Fabian Okay, welcome back. A brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is Politics for Dummies with me, Fabian. And uh, here I am, Aniket. And uh, it rained very beautifully in Delhi a while ago. It was really pleasant. Uh, Fabian is in Delhi. I am in Delhi. Fabian, did you enjoy the rains? Well, I enjoyed the rains because uh, I was inside. But where I driving, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. <laughs> That's what it is. Whenever you are in the comforts of your own apartment or in the comforts of your own houses, it's very easy for you to go ahead and criticize, judge or pass comments on things that are happening. If you are in India and if you're passing comments on what's happening in the Middle East, if you're passing comments between Israel and Palestine, well, learn before you can speak. And that's why we are here Fabian and I to talk about what's happening between Israel and Palestine. So Fabian, let's start with this one important question. What exactly is happening? I'm a dummy. Explain it to me. Well, I beg to differ about your dummyhood, but (laughs) let me answer the question. Yes. What is happening is that Israel is bombing right and left. And civilian population, including women and children, and civilian installations like media offices, schools, uh, hospitals, water and electricity infrastructure, these are being destroyed by Israeli bombing on the one hand. On the other hand, On the 10th of May, the Hamas, the ruling, uh, the uh, political party, some people call them terrorists. I do not agree. They do commit terrorist acts, but that is a different matter. We can discuss more. But they are in charge of the administration of Gaza. Gaza is... uh, the largest open-air prison in history. You know, it's a strip of a land uh, in the western part of uh, Israel. Uh, Two sides uh, Israel, one side the Mediterranean Sea, 
and one side Egypt. So this is the prison. So this Hamas has been sending rockets. They started it on the 10th of May and then Israel has been retaliating, but it is more than retaliation. It is disproportionate and human beings are getting killed. Now, if you permit me, I shall tell you why it is happening. Yes. Thank you. It is happening because Prime Minister Netanyahu, who has been holding the office of Prime Minister of Israel for 15 years, 1996 to 1999, and then from 2009 onwards. Okay? Yeah. So he has been holding that office for 15 years, and he has been running into political problems recently. Because he couldn't get a majority, he, what shall I say, arranged for four elections. Can you imagine in a space of two years? Four elections in a space of two years. And in that last such election, the fourth election, once again, he has failed to get the majority. Mm -hmm. But the Knesset, that is the name of the Israeli parliament, has got 120 seats. And Netanyahu's party, Likud, it has got 30 seats. Okay. It is still the largest party. So the president asked him, correctly, to form a government and gave him 28 days and he couldn't do that. And because he couldn't do that, he knows that there is a chance of his going to jail because there are corruption and bribery charges against him and the trial has been going on. Okay. Only thing is that if he continues in office, then he won't go to jail. So he figured out that he ran the risk of going into jail. So he started all this. In a sense, that is the explanation of what is happening. Oh, damn. Just so that he shouldn't go to jail or he didn't want to go to jail, he started bombing an entire population which did nothing at this point of time. Is that right? No, I wouldn't put it that way. What he did was that as he was failing to find the majority support, he started humiliating the Palestinians. That is, let me give you a little bit of chronology, if you don't mind. Yes, please. 6th of April eh, this year, he was asked to form the government. And he was trying hard. He was not getting uh, anywhere. On the 13th of April, remember, that was day one of the holy month of Ramadan for the Muslims. Yeah. And it was also the Memorial Day for Israel. Memorial Day to honor those who sacrifice their lives for establishing Israel. What a coincidence, eh? Mm -hmm. What a pity. Anyway, on that day, while prayers were being said in the mosque, Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is one of the holiest shrines in Islam, the security forces entered the mosque and disabled the cables so that, you know, hundreds and more of uh, 
worshippers standing outside the mosque cannot hear the prayers. You see, and in any case, the entry of the security forces into the mosque, well, it's not done. So the worshippers got, what shall I say, very upset. So that he did. Later, another day, he permitted a man called, uh, I mean, I should give you his name, G-I-V-R, difficult. But this man, you know, he's a very extremist. So he took out a procession uh, in Jerusalem with them chanting death to Arabs, death to Arabs. Okay. So all these provocations were there. And in East Jerusalem, uh, the Palestinians who have been staying there were going to be thrown out. So because of all this, you know, the Palestinians got humiliated. And mm -hmm. then Mahmoud Abbas, who is sitting in the West Bank, was doing nothing about it. Okay? okay. And don't forget that uh, UAE and uh, Saudi Arabia had protested uh, the action uh, of the security forces in the shrine. So then uh, the Hamas sent out an ultimatum on the 10th of May, you better stop, you know, get out of the holy shrine and yeah. stop harassing Palestinians and gave a deadline of 6 p.m. And after the deadline expired, Hamas started sending the rockets, but Netanyahu had prepared very well his air force for bombing Gaza, and that has been continuing, as you know. All right. Okay. So uh, we, we've learned this, we've understood this. Uh, I should have kind of told people that this could be a little trigger warning. This could be a little triggering for a lot of people. Um, so having said that now, let's move into this. Uh, what is the history between Israel and Palestine? Let's go back in time, a little history. What is the story? Okay. Now, very briefly, thousand years before our common era. Hmm? Yeah. Thousand years before that, the Jews bought Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Solomon, King Solomon built the temple. Now that temple was uh, destroyed by the Babylonians in the sixth century before the common era. Mm -hmm. The later the Romans came, they also destroyed the temple once again because the temple was rebuilt. Okay. okay. And the Romans were there for a while. Then lots of Christians came. Uh, Jews started emigrating. Some of them came to Kerala, where I come from. Yeah. You know, in Cochin, you yeah. can find the Jews still. And of course, many of them went to Europe and elsewhere. Okay. Then the Muslims came. You're looking at, say, 7th century AD. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they became, you know, came in large numbers, but Christians continued. But after the Crusades, that is 11, 1099 to 1293. Okay? okay? After the Crusades, the Christians' numbers, their numbers came down, and Muslims became the majority. So since uh, the 13th century, 
Muslims have been having the majority there. But then, I hope you don't mind my mentioning dates. In 1897, yeah. a man called Theodore Herzl, he was an Austro-Hungarian Jew. He convened a conference at Basel, Switzerland. Okay. And uh, it was decided to have a Jewish state in Palestine. And he said, and very important to remember this, oh, if I tell people that Palestine, I have established a, a state for, the, for uh, the Jews, people will laugh at me. But let me tell you, it will happen in the next five years or maximum 50 years. Now, he said it in 1897. And as you know, Israel was established in 1948. Yes. 47, 48. So it was 50 years, if you can do the calculation. True, okay. true, true. Then what happened? The United Nations passed a resolution. That is why, you know, it was established. But the United Nations resolution had divided the territory between you know, Israel and an Arab state, okay? And then the Jews became very violent and they got violent on the Palestinians in the area allotted to them. They ran away. Then the Jews also got more territory. Mm -hmm. So that is what happened in 47, 48 and all that. But then subsequently I'm compressing history. Subsequently, the Arabs started one or two wars against Israel. Yeah. And in 1967, Nasser, Colonel Nasser, the great leader of Egypt, he started a war in June 1967, the so-called Six-Day War. Yeah. Well, Israel was very powerful and it defeated the Arab armies and captured a lot of territory, including... Golan Heights in Syria, the West Bank, Gaza, and Jerusalem. What the Palestinians had became an occupied territory. There was a United Nations Resolution, Security Council 242 in 1967, November, asking Israel to withdraw. Well, America voted for it. Israel, of course, was not a member of the Security Council. Yeah. Well, it has not been implemented because okay. Israelis have the support of the Americans. Yeah, yeah. So um, just to put a umbrella or paint it with the same brush, can I say it is the Americans' fault at this point of time, the pre-1947 Americans' fault that they have been supporting this one place for such a long time? Can I say that? No, I'll put it slightly differently. What happened was that President Truman was standing for election and he needed the support of the Jewish lobby in the United States. So Truman went out of his way to support Israel. But since he did it, it has been the consistent policy of America to support Israel. And that is why, if you noticed, uh, when Israel started bombing, uh, President Biden justified it, not only supported it, he said Israel had the right to defend itself. Now, President Biden forgets that Palestinians also have the right to defend themselves. In fact, the Palestinians have the human rights 
you know, right to life. That's yep. the most basic human right, no? Now, President Biden did not recognize the human rights of the Palestinians. Now, I do not know whether it's because he does not consider them as human beings. I do not know. Somebody should ask him that. True. Very true. Now, um, uh, Fabian, coming to this one important uh, question, this is where whenever such a situation happens in any country, yeah, the leaders of other countries, including that same country, tend to have a very templatized approach. Why does this happen? Why do people forget that they're humans first? Why can't they stand up and speak? Well, you see, as things stand, we are all dependent on the Americans because don't forget that it is American weapons that Israel is using. Okay? So we depend on the Americans. And as I said, by then, he started by defending again and again and again Israel's right to defend itself. Later, very recently, he has started changing his tune because he has come under attack from his own party. And also, if you notice, you know, in Michigan, there is a big car factory and he went there the other day to promote electric cars. And there was a huge demonstration against his policy in Michigan. 40,000 Arabs are staying in a place called Dearborn. And as I said, his own party leaders are opposing him. So he is slowly coming around to the view that this should stop. And he is now speaks of uh, de-escalation leading to ceasefire. Now, this is the first time after about eight to nine days of bombing that he has uttered the word ceasefire. Now, the Security Council met at uh, three times, four times, it wanted to uh, pass a resolution asking for a ceasefire, but you know, America has a veto. So out of 15 members, one stood in the way. And that is why Security Council could not issue that. So let's talk about the Security Council here for a moment. So the UNSC was made for this. Right, right after World War II, the United Nations was made so that, you know, you could go ahead and not have a situation that created, you know, such depression and such death and such misery. So why hasn't, like, is it America again that the United Nations can't do anything? Or is it just Israel's stubbornness that they are not, you know, ceasefiring? Thank you. Let me turn it around. When the Second World War, as the Second World War was ending, President Roosevelt took the initiative to have the United Nations, which includes, of course, the Security Council, which has the primary responsibility for saving succeeding generations from the scourge of war. I'm quoting from the charter, eh? which yeah. twice in our generation, you know, has happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Roosevelt made a big mistake. He said, well, there is a global village and we need some policemen to keep order. So only the policemen should have the weapons, not the rest of the village folks. And he started with four policemen, United States, 
यूएसएसआर है सोवियत यूनियन यूके एंड चाइना चाइना वॉज नॉट एक्सैक्टली फ्री है देर वॉज सिविल वॉर गोइंग ऑन बट एनी वे देन वट हैपन चर्चिल वेरी क्लेवर ही सेट वाई चाइना ओके आई विल एग्री टू चाइना इफ यू टेक इन फ्रांस फ्रांस वॉज नॉट एट फ्री देन है सो फ्रांस वॉज इंक्लूडेड सो वट हैपन any of these five p5 can veto any resolution that is in the 15 member council any resolution to be passed it has to have the support of all the five members permanent yes. ones you know veto veto means i forbid you know it's a latin okay mm-hmm. so america can stand in the way in the past uh, soviet union has stood in the way in fact we in india have benefited from the veto because uh, when they wanted to pass uh, uh, resolutions on jammu and kashmir against our interest soviet union stood with us but the point i am making is that you know he spoke of the, the policemen who will sort of you know make sure that there is peace but suppose the policemen themselves commit offenses then what happens yeah. if they break the law what happens nothing so his formula was wrong all right all right that's that's understood i hope everybody understands that this is something that is coming from a very very twisted mind and uh, this is just a thought this is just a thought now um, this is one last question fabian so that we can wrap this episode up uh, the whole situation is treated very weirdly in media uh, both parties israel and palestine are at equals is what has been shown and this pattern has been followed since years why is that is it because of state run media houses or is it because they don't want to show that the other party is human at all well two reasons one is that uh, i have great respect for journalists but i'm afraid that we are witnessing so many things are happening in the world that the journalists do not have the time and some of them do not have the inclination to sit down and study okay so they speak of this israel and palestinian as though they were equal parties now let's look at the realities i told you that gaza is the largest open air prison okay now coming to the west bank we have got president mahmoud abbas now frankly between you and me actually he has only municipal powers he is only a municipal chairman mm-hmm. because he cannot move out without his sales permission israel controls the air and everything so palestinians haven't got a state so far they have been promised everybody speaks of the two state solution but nothing has been done so this is something between two unequal parties and as it has been said you know in history what happens is that you know the strong do what they want and the meek has to suffer it true that's what is happening all right all right i hope everybody understands this um before we can wrap this up let's put our final thoughts my final thought is that um uh, let's not paint the whole world or the whole community with the same uh brush 
let's not call every person who is related to jews a terrorist that is absolutely wrong the same thing not every arab not every muslim not every islamist is a terrorist let's not do that we can support the humans and we can support the right to live without being uh, racist and anti-semitic we can always think about that and uh, that's about it that's that's my final thought what about you pabian what's your final thought for this i agree with you let us not you know in fact when i write i normally write you know 200 human beings have been killed in gaza 10 human beings have been killed in israel because don't forget when people die they don't take their passport to the next world very true very brilliant and that's it for today guys we'll see you next week with a brand new episode uh, you can always go ahead and check out the list of other episodes that we've done on quad uh, prominent people in the history uh, we've spoken about politics in russia we've spoken about politics in america the whole trump biden uh, situation that started off this entire podcast series so check out all of those episodes give us your feedback on instagram uh, get in touch with us and we'll see you in the next episode thank you so much pabian i'll see you Thank you. See you soon. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.